sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Bedford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Hey, Medicare Solutions of West Texas. Hey, and look what I got. What you got? Got this in the mail, you TV folks. You Medicare stuff? I got two different deals the same day for Medicare, and I thought, you're wasting your paper. Oh, we get lots of Because I'm calling... Medicare Solutions of West Texas. And here's the other part of that. You know, they got these numbers you call. Yeah, call this number. We'll get you all fixed up. Well, how long do you think you're going to be on hold if you call that number? Like forever? 30 seconds. No, not our people. You call our people, you get them. But I'm talking about the 1-800 numbers they give you on TV. You're calling people you don't even know where they are or who they are. And you got people right here in Lubbock that can help you. When do you it, want to do a trial? I'll call this number and see how long it takes them. Let's do it. All right. No, let's not do it on the show. Do it later and report next week. That'd be better. But uh, the number here in Lubbock, and you can call and get people, 806, now they're on the weekend, is not the time to call, but 806-781-3904, 781-3904, and they're located at 2513 86th Street, Suite B. And you can walk right in and sit down with them. And let me tell you, once you do that, you'll go, I promise, I, I almost, not guarantee it, but I almost promise, you'll say, man, I'm glad I came here. They really took care of me. Lord Kasler, Tanya Blackburn, they just know what they're doing, and they can help you. Would love to. You know, uh, Coach Stone. Is he calling? And he was excited to be on the show today. Yeah. But he was driving down to San Angelo. Uh-huh. I said, that's a long way down there, a long way back. And we'd already decided on 10 o'clock. Yeah. I said, hey, you want to make it later? Because you're going to be getting in late. You can sleep in a little more. Said, no, I'll be up and on a – so I don't know what he's doing, but – we're having trouble getting him. So. Oh. Anyway, but we'll have him on sometime today. Well, he was disappointed after last night's yeah. game. He might be distraught. Uh-huh. I'm th- I I'm, yeah, I'm may call this number and see how long it takes to answer. What do you think? It's I'll funny they played in San Angelo. That's a long way for both teams to go, especially South Lake Carroll. That's a long way. They tried to get Abilene, couldn't get Abilene. That would be the natural place at ACU. Well, that would be the perfect place to yeah. play. Yeah, but it was – it, they have a game there this week. Uh, Coach Patterson has a game, and I think that ACU is not available. Oh, because they got a college program now. We need to have Coach Patterson on. We the do show. need to have him on. We really do, and not the old TCU Patterson, the old Texas Keith Patterson. Patterson. Yeah, our coach, our guy was our guy here. Good guy. All right, we're going to have Coach Stone on to talk about. Well, wrap up his season. I was going to ask him about that tie deal. Remember me talking to him about ties. Wouldn't you rather just kick, kick? Uh, oh yeah, shootout, have shootout shoot thing, and yeah. have winners. And he says, "Nah, you'd have people playing for the shootout and the inferior team winning a lot." Well, all these ties we had kept us out of the NCAA tournament, mm-hmm. and uh, or that's what I think. If and we'd have had shootouts, we might have won some of those. Might have won all of them. Could have, yeah. But anyway, he was not for the shootout, and then we got the World Cup starting in the morning. We yeah, got, uh, I got something on the World Cup. I got the bracket. I don't know what yeah. I deal with it. Oh, there it is. And one of the greatest players in the world, Ronaldo. You ever heard of him? Yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo, Manchester United. He's being sort of a putz. Oh, he is. And they're having trouble getting him. He failed to report to training on time. He didn't go with the team to Thailand and Australia. He twice left the stadium. This sounds like some of our prima donnas over here. So, anyway, but I think he's going to play in the World Cup. But the World Cup starts tomorrow. Yeah. I'm looking forward to when it. When do we play? We play the 25th. We play England. I know England that. on the 25th at, at 1 o'clock our time. What day's today? Oh, God. We don't even play for six days. That's what it says here, 11 25. Like a, a month or more. When's it over? I don't know. This I don't know. Oh, the last game is uh, uh, December the 18th. Okay. 10 a. I don't if this is just just one bracket. So basically a month. Are there more than one? Uh, there's like no there's four group A group. There's A B C D yeah, E F G. That's all H. And there's two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. How many? Two, four, six, eight, twelve teams in each. So twenty-four teams. Yeah. In each well, group. Because these are countries. Yeah. So there's not all that many countries in the world. That, yeah. And you can't have them all play. This isn't like the. NBA, where everybody makes the playoffs. This is no, there's not that many in each one. Some of the there's other games that 
Who's Wal? Who's W A L? Who do you think that is? Wales. <laughs> Wales. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. And I R N. Is that Iran? I R N might be. Iran. Yeah. We play England, and we'll play Wales too. So well, give me some more initials. Let's see. Let's. All right. Let's how kill about some more time? Well, how about uh, D E N? <laughs> Denmark. There you go. Good. How about? Uh, well, that's the easy ones. E S P. There Spain. you go. Yeah, there you go. CRC. Spaniola. CRC. Croatia? I CRC? guess. I, well, I don't know. It's not on here, so I don't know. You can say, say whatever. Croatia. No, CRO has got to be Croatia. Okay. So CRC, I don't know who that is. How about MAR? MAR. Would be Maryland. They're playing Canada, <laughs> Maryland, and they're playing BEL. You know that one. Belarus. Belgium would be my guess. But it might be Belarus. Might be Belarus. Could be Belarus. S U I. S U I. That's Sweden, isn't it? Or Switzerland? I don't know. S W E Sweden. I don't think. So Switzerland. Yeah, Switzerland. Uh, S R B. I don't know that one. Serbia. Either. Oh, is that Serbia? They got a good team. Yeah, Serbs are always good. <laughs> it's really it's important to Serbia. <laughs> It came out of my mouth, and I said, they're going, what a bunch of bull. Yeah, Serbia, about, they're always good. How about K-O-R? Korea. There you go. Uh, G-H-A. G-H-A. Ghana. Ghana. Yeah. I guess, I'm guessing that's what it is. They don't have, all they've got is just these three letters. I guess oh. if you're in the soccer world, you know all that E-C-U. E-C-U. East Carolina University. Ecuador, I would guess. Yeah, Ecuador's good. KSA. I don't know what that is either. KSA. Kansas State. Yep. They're in the World Cup. Anyway, I, you know, Gary and I are not, we're, you know, Coach Stone, we have him, if we have him on, you know, he's like soccer guy, and we're not that big on soccer. And, you know, I hate to not be that big on it when I don't Man, really like soccer that much. It's the most popular sport in the world. Well, that's world, yeah. Yeah. It's, and I think football's trying to. Oh, we're sending our teams over there to play. Yeah, and you know what? There, I've got some information on that. Uh, Germany kind of like it. Just flowed right they? into this. Yeah, and I got a little deal on Cliff here too. Yeah, are you ready for this information? Yeah, once you find it. And I don't have it apparently. But they're wanting. They're they're going to keep playing. Their deal over in Germany went extremely well, and there's two places that they're wanting to go next. I'm going to let you guess where that they're wanting to take the take the NFL to. And I, I, it is... France? Yep. Is one of them? Mm-hmm. They've already been to Great Britain. So, Spain. Espanol, Spain. I guessed them both? You guessed them both. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're starting to give the appearance of knowledgeable sports talk hosts. <laughs> It's all a sham. It's always all, good in yeah, Serbia. Serbia. Oh, the, they got that really good. really good team. All right, Serbia. Here, all right. I was hoping we'd have another person on, like Rodney or somebody to do this with, but all time NFL regular season wins. I'm gonna give you Hold it, hold it. I wasn't paying attention. Jackson, you could participate in this. Oh, Jackson's in there. Where were you? He was a not at all. <laughs> Let me take a picture of Jackson. Jackson, nah. we need to send you a picture of yourself so you'll see what we're saying. <laughs> no, I believe you. <laughs> All right. All-time wins in NFL, in the NFL history. What teams are the top? If y'all get seven of the top ten, you will be winners. Dallas otherwise, Cowboys. Otherwise, you're losers. I'm going to say Dallas Cowboys. All right, y'all are 0 for 1. Oh, good. good. Okay, this is wins and losses. Because they have been around. Oh, now hold it, say All it right. again. Wins and losses. No, just wins. Okay. The Packers. All right. Oh, wait. I got to – I can't read lips. I was going to guess the Packers first, but I had to say the Cowboys. All right. Y'all got the number – Jackson got – I'm going to put a J by that one. Jackson got the number two team. New England. New England Patriots. All right. David is 0 for 2. <laughs> New England's – you got to be kidding me. Jackson's got to win. How many strikes do we get before you just <laughs> – Three. Before we just say Just like up, Bill Clinton. You don't, you don't get to play. All right, Jackson, you're up. The Bears. The Bears. Oh, come on, Jack. You're guessing these old teams from a long time ago. 
all-time NFL wins. Okay, so why get, would somebody guess <laughs> a new team from way back there? Tennessee Titans. <laughs> I'm going with the Titans. <laughs> Remember go, the Titans. I'm going to go with the Cleveland. That's a horrible guess. <laughs> so David's actually out. They were they were a long time ago, but Jackson, would you give David one of your strikes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you one. Okay, right. go ahead and guess next. Who the, got the Bears, Jackson? Yeah, he All got right. them. The Dolphins. So y'all down there. See, you would think they. So you only have one strike left because you gave David one of your. All strikes. right, New York Giants. Number three. Ah, oh. have we gotten the number one team yet? Yeah, the Bears. The okay. Bears. And then the Packers were what number? Number two. All right. And the Giants. Okay, you're up, Jackson. I'll go the. No. Um, the Chiefs. The Chiefs. That's a good guess. It's not on there. Eh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> He's trying to give me a clue. <laughs> like he just missed one. He, he, now he knows. I'm going to say the uh, – I hate to go out west. Uh, there's, go, no, go, there's no reason to go out west. Go east. Yeah. You, you can go west for one team, two teams. Yeah. The uh, – I would say the 49ers. Okay. That's number seven. All right. Good. All right. This, what I got the Steelers. Oh, my number gosh. Number four, the Steelers. Can't believe I didn't think Terry of the Bradshaw. Steelers. And number five, you won't guess because they're not that name anymore. Uh, uh, Washington? Yep. The, the commanders. commanders. Yeah. You know, I was who was I listening to the other night? And they were talking about it was on a news report, and he called them the Redskins. You call them the yeah. Washington Redskins, well, which I will. for us, uh, old school. No, you know what? I want Redskins. I will Chiefs. If they ever change the Chiefs, I probably won't change. Redskins is a bit derogatory, so I won't. I'll, I'll go yeah. with. And you're, I'll go if with you're our Native Americans on this. If one. you're not, if you're nothing, you're not derogatory ever. 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 Yeah. Take the high road, folks. Uh huh. All right. Eagles. Philadelphia. I would guess them next. The Rams. The Cardinals. And even one of the worst teams in football right now has been around long enough to be on this list. The Lions. Oh, Detroit. And the least. Or how about the least? Yeah, that's fair. Who's the worst ever? Not the worst ever. Least amount of wins. Well, that could, that could be a new team. Well, it's, yeah, it's definitely not the worst ever. Jacksonville. They're next to the last. Yeah. And the uh, the Texans? Texans. The Houston Texans. Yeah. They're the worst ever. I mean, they'll be the fewest wins ever. ever. Yeah, because they hadn't been around that long. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're pretty much the worst ever this year. <laughs> now, the Buccaneers, they've been around long enough to be further up than they are. But they're bad this year. Bad. Did you send Tom Stone the, the uh, telephone number? Because uh-huh. he's called. He did call? Yeah, we're not answering. He's on the show. Tom, are you there? Coach is there. How yeah. did you know that and I didn't? Right. Well, because you're not paying attention. All right. got to start paying more attention. <laughs> hey, coach. coach. Hey, guys. What's going on? You back? We're back. Had to make that long drive last night with our tails tucked a little bit. Oh, my gosh. Hey, hey but at least you don't have to go, what if? Yeah. <laughs> what, what if we hadn't dropped that pass? I'm not sure that makes me feel much better. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. I just, trying. I just want to get drove. That's what I want to get done. So, I know I'm. Shoot that. Hey, they're really good, aren't they, coach? Yeah, they are, and I think, you know, there's a lot in high school and college sports that experience accounts for a lot, right? And they've been doing it a long time. Everybody knows their role. they got a lot of great athletes. Their second team was almost as good as their first team. Their third-string quarterback was the best one they played last night. Now, I don't have any <laughs> idea if he's the best one they have, but he played the best last night. So, uh, you know, they're just kind of rolling undefeated, and I think first quarter things just got away from us. And, you know, our coaches did a great job. We were prepared. We knew it was up, but – you know, Southlake Carroll had a great had a great night. Yeah, I told David I told this story at lunch the other day. Is mm-hmm. my son's senior year we played Taylor Potts, Lyle Leon's team, Abilene High. They were undefeated. We go to overtime. They beat us, and we really felt like, boy, we I wish we'd won. But the next week, the very next week, that undefeated Abilene High team went and played Southlake Carroll, who y'all played last night. Mm-hmm. Southlake Carroll beat them fifty to nothing. Wow. Yeah, and this is a 13-and-old, 25th ranked in the nation Abilene High team. And they beat with them 50 some, to with nothing. With some Division One guys on on, the, on, the, on Taylor's team, too. Potts' team had some D1 yeah. guys, too. Oh, without a doubt. Without yeah. a doubt. And some good ones. 
But yeah. not 50 to nothing. Yeah, La Leon was one of those. Yeah. So, anyway, I was just trying to say that to make you feel better. How's your boy do? He caught a couple of touchdown passes, didn't he? He caught one, yeah, deep ball, and uh, had another 50-yard scamper. Got pushed out at, like, the five. He he had a good night. But, you know, the I'm not trying to pretend I know football like you guys do or our coaches do or anybody does, but – uh, our quarterback is unbelievable. Anybody? I, mean, that guy, I don't know anything. Even my wife. Come, come, come think of it. I don't know anything. I don't anything. know football like my I'm wife. I'm completely and... giving a disclaimer in case you're like, why is the soccer guy trying to talk about high school football? I can just tell you our quarterback is amazing. And he had 3,000 yards. He hardly ever gets picked. His per- completion percentage is amazing. But they just got to him. I mean, they got to him so fast and so often. That, and he's a, he's a guy that can escape, but he couldn't get away, could he? Not last night. No, Mm-mm. it was uh, it was a good game plan to take away, you know, the distributor. It's like if the point guard can't get the ball to his people, yeah, you're going to struggle in basketball, and that's what they did. They took they took HUD a little bit, you know, made it difficult for him, and they got to him so quickly that the passing game, which is what you know friendships known for, was was really uh, was really held back. I think that was the biggest tactical key to it. They just went after the quarterback on every play. Yeah, and they got the people that can get there. Sure, they're really good. Well, well, Coach, I guess you hear the music. So, thanks for being on. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> no, we're just – you come back and be with us the whole next segment. Can you do that? Okay, I'll, yes, sir. I'll stick, I'll stick, I'll stick right here. Just right, hang you on. hang on or you want to call back? I'll hang on if I, if I have to call back. Now, don't let All him right. loose. We may never – Well, you that's know. right. We may never hear yeah. from him again. So. <laughs> just hang on. But anyway, thanks. we wanted to talk about the football. And World Cup. know so much about it, but also about football. Gary and I are big soccer people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> want to talk about that and then maybe a wrap yeah. up of your season this year yeah we want to talk about right, that for sure good. Yeah. Good. okay but we'll be back with more sports talk you're not gonna be able to stretch Bedford it that far and ashby and <laughs> how many Tom seconds Stone, 15 one of the great motivational speakers one of the greatest yes. college soccer coaches in the country one of our favorite right people these breaks sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in this is the Sports Talk with Bedford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. It'll get crowded at the end. Ride with the good guys. We can do it. Ride with the good guys. Plains yeah. Capital Bank. Coach Stone know about that. They, they take care of you here in Lubbock, Texas Tech. Coach, good to have you on here with us. You know, it's kind of weird y'all played at San Angelo last night. That's a long way for both of y'all to go. And I know you wanted to play in Abilene, but it wasn't available. That's right. They took that uh... – that stadium was already full, and I think that, you know, the coaches do have that opportunity, if I understand it right, to flip a coin and somebody gets to host it. And I think from our side, we didn't want to run into that deal. And from their side, I don't think they necessarily wanted to play here either. So <laughs> the state said, fine, go to San Angelo. So yeah. Well, there. you know what, though? Don't they play at a really nice stadium? Yeah, it's a good stadium. That'd be a nice experience. But it's not as good as Evelyn Christian. I think I'd have flipped the coin and said, hey, if they have to come out here – well, not that we're going to beat them, but uh, yeah. they, they probably wouldn't play as good. They could play the Jones Stadium. Yeah. That would have been fun. That would have been a lot better. We had a good crowd for friendship. How was our crowd? Did they travel good? Yeah, I mean, the friendship group out certainly outdrew the South Lake Carroll group, which you you would expect. I think you're right, though. If it was here, it would have been 10,000 people. Yeah. It would have been absolutely nuts. Oh, it would have been like fun. That, just like that Cooper friendship game over in, uh, on the Cooper side. I mean, that, that thing, it was – People were trying to squeeze through the fence post to get into that one. <laughs> yeah, isn't that great? Hey, you've been it's here fifteen. Is this your fifteenth fifteenth year at Tech? Yes, sir. My gosh, Coach! Wow, it's sure that's a lot. That's I didn't know you. You know, just I, I get lost on time, but that's yeah. a long time. You, you you must really like it here. <laughs> well, you guys know I do. Um, you know, got here under great uh, great situation where they wanted to rebuild the program and invest in it and give the resources and the Walker family and Gerald and everybody got behind it. And then Kirby came in and, you know, he put gas on the competitive flame around here. This, this department's cooking now and it's, uh, it's just a great environment to work in. You know, you start raising kids here. You guys know how that is. Yeah. They, uh, they love it here. And, uh, you know, two of them were born here and one turned one here. And, you know, once the family starts getting built, there's a lot of mobility, as you know, in college coaching, but uh, this fortunately for us has remained the place we wanted to be. All right, now now the the sophomore at Friendship, Layton. He is your oldest. Yeah, that's right. Okay, he's a heck of a player, coach. Now, now he's a great football player. Did you steer him towards soccer, or did you just say, "Que sera, sera"? 
we tried to get them all to play, but the only one who really took to it was Lily, my daughter, because she's got all these role models, right? She's got yeah. the, the the women's soccer team, and they've been great to her all these years, and she comes to the games, and she comes to practice, and it's just a great environment for a girl in this town to to see a soccer player, to see you know a Division One women's soccer team right right in front of them. So for her, it was a natural, and she's doing great. But for most boys in this town, this is a baseball, football, basketball town. It's old yep. school, West Texas. and They were both good. I mean, Layton could have been a goalkeeper. He's athletic enough to, to play soccer at a good level. But, man, once he uh, started playing football, baseball, and basketball, you could tell those were going to be his sports. But, you know, it's funny. He played at Trinity in seventh grade. The kid didn't want anything to do with physical contact. Like, he's playing wide receiver. <laughs> and he cannot. He just doesn't want to get hit. He doesn't want to hit anybody. There you I, go. Oh, well, it's good he's fast. His, yeah, I said, yeah, exactly. I said, this is definitely not his sport. And uh, I remember his, one of his first plays from scrimmage, he's a running back. He gets a helmet to the elbow, which hurts, right? He goes down, yeah. and he doesn't get up. And he doesn't get up. He doesn't get up. And they come out and get him, and they they help him off. And he's kind of holding his elbow. And after the game, I was like, "What were you doing?" He goes, "What?" I said, "You're holding your elbow." He's like, "Yeah, what is that?" I go, "Did your legs work?" He goes, "Get yeah. up." I said, "Well, if in football, if your legs work, get your butt off the field." <laughs> My legs are working. Yes, your legs work. Get up. It's football. So that's how it's he loves contact now, and he's 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 enjoying it. You know, friendship's done a great job. That's with funny. Him, so. <laughs> yeah, that y'all had a good year this year, and and really, uh, I know you'd been wondering, but Leighton was a big part of that, and that and Hutch Hutchison is his name, right? Yep, that's the quarterback. Yeah, he is really good, and I, I did the first game of the year. They played Coronado, and I thought Coronado should have beat him that night, but uh, friendship came back and got the win. And a lot of it was your boy and Hutch. I mean, they just, you know, they he's really good, and and your son is amazing. He's got great footwork, and I guess that part of that comes from soccer, huh? It must. Got it from his mom, I guess. But, yeah, you know, this is the thing that I've learned about the friendship program anyway. It's not meant to be a commercial for those guys. But, I mean, Coach Northcutt, man, that, that dude's a real dude. He puts great guys around these kids. He cares a lot about them. It's Good. not just a job. I mean, they really buy in. He is, I mean, he is really impressive as a man and as a coach. And I think in high school, in college, anywhere, that's a huge deal, right? How do you relate to these you ever-changing young people? 2022, it's a different world, man. It's a different uh -huh. world, and he does he does a great job. I think we ended up losing that Coronado game, by the way, before everybody texts you. But um, it was Bills, you know, Leighton, Brooks, and Hutch is kind of the aerial attack. But, you know, they got um, they got Grayson Page back at the end of the year, who was a, a sophomore. So yeah, a Bills wasn't playing there. that game. Oh, that's right. He was hurt. You know, yeah, he didn't play the first. A couple good running backs. But, you know, Hutch is awesome, and the offense was cooking, and it was a fun high school season to watch. But there's good high school football here. Like, you look around each team, even the teams that maybe didn't do so well, uh, they got players. Yeah. There's a lot of talent in this town. I wish maybe we had fewer high schools yeah. and we could have That's them all what we've been teams. talking about today. We've got so many. They're spread out everywhere. It's true. I mean, what what an all star team from West Texas could play with anybody? No, oh, no doubt. Just too many. Well, a neat story teams. about the friendship coaches. Wasn't he like zero and ten? His first yeah, Jay year, Northcutt. Yeah, he's from Plainview, like isn't he, Coach? Isn't he a Plainview guy? Oh uh, yeah, he is. He's good buddies with old, with old Cal Arrington. Yeah, well, that's, a, that's a phenomenal right. story. Yeah, yeah, zero yeah, and ten. Yeah. And, and and everybody was going, oh no, what have we done? Yeah, what have we done here? But you know the Davis family, Bobby Davis, Brad Davis, they were they won big out there for years. Yeah, and uh, your friendship's going to win. You're getting kids, and you're a lot of the tech coaches go to friendship. What is that for, Coach Stone? How, how does that happen? Nice house. Yeah, I don't know. Kirby's out there, so you know maybe that's part of it. I know Tuberville's out there. There's a bunch of tech coaches out there, and you know Zell, our former strength conditioning coach for the tech football team, he's the strength guy for the. Yeah. Friendship. So you got a lot of guys getting college level advice, strength, conditioning, recovery, weight training. I mean, all that stuff is is at a pretty high level. But you know, you're getting that at other schools too. This is just the one I'm I'm most familiar with, and uh, it's been a benefit to us for sure. Well, I tell you, speaking of tech coaches, we had one this week. You got a seven year, mm -hmm. two point eight million dollar. That's a golf coach. Oh, I love it. I love it, Coach Sands. Golf he coach. like he shouldn't get it. You no, he should no, get it. Oh Lord, I'm all I'm all for Greg yeah. Sands, but I'm just saying yeah. we've come a long way when the when the men's got men's or women any golf coach gets two point eight million dollar contract because in the old days I'm gonna say maybe 
15 or 20,000. Yeah. A year. Not, sure. not 2.8 yeah. million or whatever. Huh. Oh, it's phenomenal. And you were right, coach. I, 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 I've done so many games. That was my, like my first game of the year, August the 25th and friendship, Coronado beat friendship 20 to 14 that well, night. Yeah. And you made a great call on that, uh, touchdown late in the game. I remember that. I did. I don't yeah. know. What was the touchdown? <laughs> I'm not sure. I can't remember. I, I, I remember it like it's yesterday. I can't remember how it did last night, hardly. Okay, that's enough high school football. Let's talk the most popular sport in the world and the most popular event in the world, the World Cup. Tell us about it. Tell us All something. Right, well, let's let, let me respond real quick about Greg. This is the thing about Kirby. Kirby's not letting good coaches get away yeah. unless yeah. he wants it to get away. You know, we we so he want you to get away. So yeah. when's your then new contract? When's your you. new contract coming, Coach? If he wants you to get away, you're gonna get away. <laughs> but if he doesn't, he's gonna fight for you. And that's yeah. you know, that's the kind of AD that, that people want to work for. And Greg's that guy, right? He stood for golf for us, and he's taken us to the tournament a zillion times, and he's had number one golfers, and he runs a great program, and the guys love him. And I mean, he's just one of those guys that you don't you don't want him to walk. You don't want him to end up somewhere else. So. It would be like losing a feather in your cap. And so I, I think that Greg deserves every, certainly every penny of it. But more than that, he's just a good dude and a great representative of our athletic department. You got it. So he, I want to he get is. that out there. You yeah. bet, without a doubt. Well, so the World Cup, here's the deal with the World Cup. It's already got political controversy, so we'll just stay out of that. Okay. But the teams, um, it's one of the, probably one of the better opportunities to find out who's what and who's who because even though – they are, uh, you know, have to break from their pro seasons. It's the first time I can remember, if ever, has been over the Christmas holiday. So the viewership should be through the roof in America. It'll be through the roof around the world anyway. But it's going to be a great setup. And many of the world's best players are all healthy and they're not missing the tournament. So it should be a tremendous World Cup. And it's every four years, right, like the Olympics? It is. It's every four years and it takes – in some places over a year to qualify, you know, you got to play all these games while you're playing with your pro team. You've got to be called out of your pro team, represent your country and play in all these sub tournaments, if you will, so probably the best way to explain it, uh, called qualifying. And you've got to get out of your group and then you got to advance to another round and you got to play home and away. And I mean, it's a long process to emerge. We're in the CONCACAF region to emerge from your region. We're in the what? And, it's called CONCACAF. Basically, it's us and Canada and Mexico and a bunch of other teams we should beat. Now, we don't always. I mean, I'm not downplaying those other teams. There's several of them. That's why I won't list them all. But there's some, you know, Jamaica and some others, Trinidad. you got to beat those teams. But it's usually us and Mexico fighting for it. And Canada has emerged and qualified this time, which is amazing. John, have, John How many Herman out of the CONCACAF qualify? CONCACAF. Well, it, it depends. It's us, Mexico, and Canada this time. Okay. Um, but it, if you're hosting, like we're hosting the World Cup coming up, then I guess it could be the three of us again, but it might, they might even add one. Uh, you get an extra one when you host because the, the hosts automatically get in. So. Okay. Well, get, to give, a, give the people out there, like country folk like us, that don't really – you know, you're right. We, we do football, basketball, baseball. That's what we do. Give us what to watch and people out there so we can get into this. And, I, I, you know, because – it, what's it going to be on ESPN? What's it, is it going to be on ESPN? Gosh, I don't even know what all the platforms are. There's I mean, so uh, many different countries, yeah. and do we have any matches here in America? No. Well, so the Qatar. whole the whole World Cup is in Qatar. Qatar, and they're not selling beer. And Budweiser's a seventy five million dollar or billion dollar sponsor, yeah. or whatever they are. And they're not <laughs> selling Alleged, beer. Allegedly, you can't beer get beer. Allegedly. Oh, allegedly, you give it away. You just can't buy it. But the whole deal sure. is in Qatar. That's sure. Yeah, suppose they're nah. There's a lot yeah. of teams. All right, all right, I got a question, Coach. Is it all at the same stadium, or do they play a bunch of different until you narrow it down, or is it all at that one fancy stadium? No, there's a lot of venues. Okay, okay good. When you find out, it's like eight years before you have it, or six years, or it's rarely four, but uh, to my knowledge, maybe it is four. But anyway, it's a long time, and they got to build stadiums. I mean, they got to go uh. in and build them and – and add stuff. And so the, the tournament is held all around the country, which is not a huge country, so the travel won't be terrible. But uh, then they narrow it down. They already know which stadium is going to host the semis, the two semifinal stadiums, and then, of course, the final stadium is, is predetermined. So it kind of 
drives to one area and everybody ends up there for the two areas for the two semifinal stadiums and then the and then the final. So, you know, the uh, when's it over? Is that is December the eighteenth when it's over? Do you know? Is that is that the final? Well, it says final match eighty four at Lusall Stadium. Yeah, that'd be it. December the eighteenth. So it's yeah. a month well, long event. Yeah. And here's here's how you get your people going around here. All right. One o'clock. We we got lucky for the U.S. fans. One o'clock Monday, um, we play Iran. Oh, there that's go. that's good. We don't like them, do we? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, <laughs> politically speaking, I think we have some issues with them. Heavy issues. Yeah, yeah. We. But but soccer wise, I mean, sports is supposed to cut through all that. It's just supposed to be great, and oh. there's a great history there of Iran beating us the last time we played them in a World Cup in a disastrous Steve Sampson run as our head coach and a misery. Uh, befell us in that World Cup, and we have to get that game back because also in our group is Wales, who we have a chance to beat, and then England, who's top four team in the world. And we have given England some problems in games that mattered, which is ironic because we don't, we shouldn't. They are better than us player for player, but we play them on the Friday after Thanksgiving. So if the locals will watch 1 o'clock USA-Iran, they'll be pulled into that because that is going to be interesting. And then the day after Thanksgiving, we play England, which is – I thought, we played, I thought we played Wales first at, on the 21st. Well, are you looking at the schedule? Yeah, we've well, got a bracket here. I don't, But, I, you know, they just I have three letters by everybody. It says USA versus Wales, 11-21 at, at 1 o'clock our time. Well, maybe you've corrected me that we have them and England has Iran, but you don't want to miss our game against Iran. You do not want to miss our game against uh, – Okay, here's when we yeah. play Iran. Okay. November the 29th. At one o'clock, there you go. That's whatever day that is. And Doctor so Mike our, Jefferson. That's our group. That's our group. Yeah. Here's the and here's the pressure on our team. Um, pressure on our team is we should beat Iran, and we should beat Wales, and we should be in a game with England that is competitive, that we might steal, that we might get a point out of, that we might somehow figure out a way to be victorious. Yeah. But the drama surrounding it is is intense because you're not going to be picked to beat England. You better beat the other two or at least win tie so that you can advance because the top two from okay. that group of four yeah, they advance. go to the next round. And they yeah. play each other on the on December the 3rd. Yeah, it's going to be unbelievable. Yeah. So be, you might play England good. twice. Yeah. Uh, you could. You could if you keep winning, but you, you go different places. Oh, okay, go different time. routes. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, it looks like out of Group B that – I don't know. I'm just looking at this bracket. It looks like out of Group B, which we're in – that we would play them. Let's see, one, no, that says 1C and 1D yeah, and 2D. Uh, All right. Uh, Dr. Mike Gufferson texted in and says, the U.S. versus England match on Friday at 1 o'clock is on Fox and is expected to be the most viewed game in U.S. soccer history. How about there that? Go. There, you, there go. you go. Coming from a baseball guy. Yeah, yeah well, Gus, is, he knows everything. <laughs> he just knows stuff. At the bracket. I'm kind of blown away by all this, to be honest. I know. I printed out a bracket so I could – not be kind of smarter. All right, now the women's World Cup is it like two years away? Do they like stagger those things? They do. They okay. do. Right. Do we have so girls that, that played for you that play in the World Cup? Yeah, yeah, we do. Who's the girl yeah, from Canada? Janine Becky's played the World Becky, Cup. Yeah, uh, we've got a goalkeeper playing the World Cup. Uh, I think Hankel would have probably played in the World Cup. She certainly was was good enough at the time, but did not make it. Um, we've had several in the World Cup and the Olympics. That's cool. It really is. It's a it's a big deal, and and you know we I don't know soccer. It is when I, we were kids growing up, it wasn't big for us in Lubbock. Well, it just wasn't at all. Yeah, I didn't know they yeah. had soccer. Yeah. So you might not you might not realize this, but growing up in Dallas, if you played soccer, you were the, you were part of the cool kids. Yeah. You were not the yeah. old. You played soccer. But Lubbock's getting that way. A lot of soccer going on in yeah. Lubbock. Yeah. All right, coach. You need. We got five seconds. Yeah. Same. All right, you coach. Thank you for being on, coach. We appreciate you. Coach Tom Stone. Sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. RC Tender Distributing Company. It's Brad Croom and his crew. And it's a big crew, y'all. That's a this big operation here in Lubbock. And they distribute 
Uh, convenience store type items all over this part of the country, really. About 125 to 50 miles around Lubbock, north, south, east, and west. And they'll bring it right to your door and unload it for you right there. And that's the way to do it. Get your account set up. You can just call them and say, hey, bring me a truckload of those gummy bears. You know, they'll, yeah. they'll bring them over there to yep. you. And uh, it's, it might not be the kind of gummy bears you're expecting, but <laughs> not, not those kind of gummy yeah. bears. But uh, anyway, Garcia Taylor is the place that you need to be buying that kind of stuff. And I don't, these schools, you ought to really be in with R.C. Taylor. I'm, all you local it's area a schools. It's fascinating place over there. Do what, oh, it, it the really is. Have, it's a fascinating place. I, we, when Gary and I went in the first time, Brad gave us the tour. I was like, I, I was amazed at what yeah. they have. It really was. All right, Red Zone Cafe, 37th and Slide Road. Great food, great price, great service. Meeting room, big meeting room where we have lunch every Tuesday. It's and almost not big enough anymore. I know it. But well, the way they do the tables for us in a circle, the other day and really a good group. Room full. And great, and everybody loves to go there because the food's so good. It really, you know, and I've gotten hooked on these uh, sausage uh, biscuits with gravy. I, those are probably not good for you, are they? They can't be because hey, they taste really good. You know what? When you get to be the age that you're at, it's almost like, hey, <laughs> it ain't got me yet. Yeah. You know? I just did go you, with it. Did you see the guy running the marathon the other day, like 80-something years old, and he's smoking a cigarette while he's running the marathon, and he ran it in like four hours? I wouldn't even think that'd be legal <laughs> he's, that he's, they'd let you smoke a cigarette while you're running the marathon. <laughs> he's like 80. beer. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, you know. He uh, he finished in like four four hours and something, which is pretty good. Well, he finished it all. Which yeah, is pretty good. And he's smoking a cigarette while he's doing it. All he right, made that up. I know. There's no way that's a look true it up story. on your phone. You'll find it. It's there. It's a recent story. All right, Bednar's and Associates. It's Daryl Bednar's. He's our buddy. Plays golf with us and his family. Bunny, his wife, and and uh, Brittany and Blake and the whole group. Please, yeah, I'm telling you, they are the best in insurance. And you need somebody that's going to look at what you've got and analyze it and say, here's what you need. You're overspending. You need more coverage here. That's what they can do. You ag producers, farmers, ranchers, you need to call Daryl Bednars and say, Daryl, help me. Show me what he said. I, I worked with a guy the other day. He had all this insurance. He said he was so un, undercovered. He goes, he really wasn't even protected. Ooh. We got him all fixed and, and everything. That's what he can do for you. So uh, go see Daryl Bednar. Daryl, help. Help me, Daryl. Help me. All right. I'm not a big NFL guy, but we're going to play one more game. I am. The top five teams in the NFL right now are, if you ranked them. Well, I know what Jackson, the, you can play. Kansas City's number one. Yeah, but you know what? Last week they weren't. No, they weren't, but now they are. But Philadelphia they are. was last week. That's right. Now they're three. Yeah. So who's between them? Buffalo. Wrong. Miami? Wronger. Now hold it. More wronger. Kansas City's one. Yeah. Minnesota. Minnesota's two. You got the NFL power rankings? Or? Yeah. Philadelphia's three. Buffalo's four. Buffalo's got three losses. I know. It. And they're fourth. Yeah. Well, they're really. Then the Ravens, the Dolphins, the Jets, the Giants. And finally, the Cowboys. your Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Well, they should have beat Green Bay. What was wrong with Green Bay? And the Cowboys are one ahead of the Bengals. Yeah. Who are eight and four. Who were in the Super Bowl last five year. Five and four. Five and four. Okay. Now, here's an interesting stat. NFL. We're, we're going to lay some knowledge today. The number six Dolphins. They are seven and oh in games where MVP candidate Tui T. Tug of Lova. Whatever is Huey T. Yeah, uh, has started and finished. They're seven and zero. All right, so I guess they're not. You know, they've obviously lost their other games. Their three games they lost, he was hurt or didn't finish. The number twenty Rams, when Cooper Cup with him with him on injury reserve, it's increasingly looking like the Rams will become just the tenth team since nineteen ninety to miss the playoffs. After winning the Super Bowl, New Orleans plays them this week, and they're, and they're looks struggling. Like the Rams are not going to make the playoffs. Stafford, Matthew Stafford's their quarterback. He's getting killed. He's getting killed. He's killed. He's. I think his man head's all messed up now. I think he's a good old boy, though. He is a good guy. Yeah. All right, the Broncos. They're three and six. The good news: their elite defense has allowed the fewest points in the league. 
They've got a really good defense, but their offense is pathetic. Bad news, their abysmal offense has scored the fewest. So they've given uh. up the given up the fewest and scored the fewest. But I bet their games are faster. <laughs> you know? Well, that's what we're looking for. You, you'd think their games would be faster. <laughs> we're horrible. Let's hurry and finish. All right, the <laughs> NFC East, their 703 winning percentage is the highest ever through week 10. That's the Cowboys. Group. In the history of ever. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one the Cowboys are in. The Eagles eight and one, Giants seven and two, Cowboys six and three, and the Redskins five and five. Yep. All right. I just threw that in there because I said I wouldn't do it. <laughs> All right. The Washington Redskins. The last two teams to start eight and zero were the twenty twenty Steelers and this year's Eagles. All right. Now my Cliff Kingsbury. The, the uh, Miami Dolphins didn't start eight and zero the year they went undefeated. The last two, the last two teams. Oh, the last two, the teams. last two teams. Okay. All right. The Cardinals. I don't expect you to listen to everything I say. <laughs> I'm not listening to any of it. <laughs> I don't expect you to take notes. <laughs> I need to get you a pen. You can take. I've notes. got pens. All right, we'll take notes. Nice pens. Where are they? All right, Cliff Kingsbury. You remember him? Yeah. Is the only coach in the Super Bowl era with a winning record as an underdog and a losing record as a favorite. So as the underdogs, Cliff is 17, 16, and 1, which is a winning record. Uh-huh. As a favorite, he's 11 and 14. And it's probably going to get him fired. Yep. Would be my guess. That and Kyler Murray. All right, Jackson. Y'all buzz in. Uh, the final trivia question of the day. Justin Jefferson... 20th game with 100 yards receiving. Uh, he tied two players for the most such through three seasons. Who are the two other receivers that had 120, 100-plus receiving games in their first three years? I'll give you a hint. They're both borderline sorry guys. According to... Terrell Owens. That's a good guess. For some, I was just going for the sorry part. Odell. Odell, Odell Beckham. Beckham's one. Yep. yep. And the other one's a little further back. Randy, grow, Randy it, Moss. It grows on the Randy rocks. Moss, yeah. Randy Moss. Yeah. That's well, sad. They, they, the they're best, probably good guys. The they, best clue you can give is they're sorry people. <laughs> <laughs> they're probably good guys. You probably would like them if right. you knew them. Jackson, you're young. You're sort of adventuresome, I would take it. Would you be? Would you be in the slap fighting league? That's there, the silliest thing I've ever no, seen I would, in my life. I, I would go watch it, but I, I wouldn't I'll go watch it. I won't partake in it. Okay. The uh, apparently there's going to be a league. Well, that's not good for you. How it works? The competition will look similar to the others you have seen on social me- uh, media. All right, I'm gonna say if you're out there listening, go to slap fighting. Russian championships. All right, and then you'll see what. And they got weight classifications, don't they? You can be in different divisions. I would think. Yeah, because you get hurt. The bouts will last a minimum of three rounds, with each round featuring one slap per competitor. (laughs) All right. It is regulated by the Nevada State Athletic Commission, which means strict rules and safety measures, (laughs) likely mandatory mouth guards and earplugs. Mm-hmm. There are 30-second clocks, so you get 30 seconds to deliver and recover from each slap. And the scoring is based on a 10-point must system used in boxing and MMA. After testing it, it became clear to us that there's a massive potential here for this sport, not unlike the early years of U- UFC. Well, you know, you can sure run a bunch of them through in a hurry. It didn't take long to do it. Experts have expect uh, have expressed concern that the lack of defense in the sports, you can't use your hands to protect even if you and you can't even turn your head to soften the blow. So you can't give with it. Yeah. You got to take it like a man or a really tough woman. Mhm. So that's uh, I'm sure there'll be women slap boxing. There are women slap boxing. So that's I've seen video of it. Traumatic traumatic brain injuries what they're worried about. Would you in your younger day no, I wouldn't even consider it. Okay. It's a silly deal, in yeah. my personal opinion. I bet you gotta. I bet you gotta stay away from the eyes and away from the ears. Have you not seen them? Have you seen video of it? Huh. Do it? Oh, you don't believe it. Huh. You won't believe it. How ruthless it. I mean, it is brutal, and because you end up 
I've seen both men and women involved in it. And you, and you just stand there and you, you, there was a big woman and a smaller woman. Well, the big woman was just knocking the fire out of the little girl, uh, the other girl and the little woman would hit her. She wouldn't even budge. Well, that sounds like they they were mismatched. The the wrong weight. Something happened. But I mean, why would you do that? I mean, is there a lot of money in it? I would do this before I would do MMA. I wouldn't do MMA at all. You killed in that deal. Dead. Yeah. Yeah, like dead. <laughs> they get you down and they start just kicking you in the head, beating yeah. on you. And... No, I but wouldn't. then they get up and shake hands and go have a beer. But their ears are all messed up, you know, and mm-hmm. from be. all that stuff. Should be. It's, and, and wrestlers' ears are all messed up. They got cauliflower ears. So you're saying slap boxing? Yeah, I can't even believe. You don't we, think there's a future? Well, I can't even believe we're there. I can't I believe that would even come up. That they would figure that. Let's do slap. It's gonna boxing. be a league. Yeah, they're gonna have a league. And you're gonna bet with on a it. commissioner. You're gonna bet on it. There's like, yeah, state, <laughs> Nevada State. That's embarrassing for the Nevada State Athletic Commission. It's embarrassing for humanity that yeah. we're doing that. Well, that's, that that tells you something about yeah, humanity that we think that's cool. But you can't deprive people of a way to make a living. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what's next. You know, you wonder where we go from here. Uh, yeah. we're, uh, I'm pretty sure it's being started by Dana White. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. The UFC guy. Yeah. So yeah. he's going to be like the head guy of it all. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, what a country. All right. You know what that is, David? Jackson? That looks like those gummies you eat from New Mexico. All right. I hope you all can <laughs> see that at home. Is it not the gummies? People on, uh, they probably will make gummies out of them. <laughs> this is the mascot for the Paris Olympics. Uh, is that right? Uh-huh. What are they? Uh, I think they're like little caps. They call them berets. What do you, berets, what do you yeah. call a little French cap? I, I don't A beret, I guess. Okay. That doesn't even look like a cap. It does not. Yeah. It's, it's a little nasty what... People are saying it looks let me like. Let, let me hold it closer. Are you going to show it to everybody? I already did. Oh, I'll take it up there closer if you want. I just don't have any idea what they are. Well, they're little berets. I thought I said that. Well, that doesn't look like well, a beret uh, at all. Be, I'll be more specific. They're little red berets. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing beret about that that I can tell. Beret for the beret. Yeah. We don't have our. Oh, we do have our show on TV now. <laughs> when did you change the channel? <laughs> I would have checked to see if you were on when you were saying what you were saying off the air. Yeah. Yeah. So Sometimes we, my funny stuff's not appropriate for yeah. <laughs> for listeners. Yeah. Just making sure we were still on. Still on. So. All right. Texas Tech and Iowa State tonight. You going to watch the game? You know I how to watch so, it? You know what? I, I told Terry, let's just start a fire in the fireplace, snuggle up on the couch romantically, and watch the ball game, just mm. the two of us. Yeah. That's the plans right now, but I'm not saying we won't gather and watch it. But I'd, I think I'd I'm like not, to just watch it. Yeah, just watch the game with a fire in the fireplace. It'd be good. All right, what's it? What station are you going to watch it on? The one that it's on. <laughs> okay. It's do you? Like well, for question. our people out there, it's Fox Sports One. Yeah, Channel play, Thirty Eight, I think. Play by play is Eric Collins. Right around in there. Analyst is Devin Gardner. So we're not going to have that girl that nobody liked last week. Oh. What did they not like about? Oh, well, she was for Kansas. Was the main thing, was what I heard. She was like really impressed with Kansas this year, and you should be. They've had a heck of a year, and it's been great. Okay, but she was kind of for them. It seemed like, and they didn't, do, you know, they just didn't like how she did the game. Oh, okay, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hear any of said. it. I was, at, I was at the game, but I was getting texts during the game about how horrible she was, and oh. I, I didn't watch it, but I was at the game. And I we will played say great. This. It's a lot like umpires and referees that if you're at the ball game, you don't ever go, golly, the referees are sure giving us a lot of calls. You know, it's always, <laughs> know you know, that. you're always watching it through the eyes. Yeah. I think you're probably listening the same way with an announcer. And the fact that she's a female, some people were probably skewed mm-hmm. uh, against having a female announcer because, you know, some people haven't quite evolved into the. Um, you're just like we're getting a lot of. Female, have you noticed uh, tech basketball? Almost every game they'll have a female referee. Yeah, and you know what? I think if they're going to travel around, they ought to have uh, either a crew of females or a crew of males. That's just me, though. 
so just really really go all in <laughs> well i sort of made that part up <laughs> yeah <laughs> the guys don't even really you, care you know, i don't care either and I, you think that they wouldn't yell at the female just, referees as much it'd be harsh don't be harsh she's a woman i don't know i think they'll yell at them more probably what are you doing out here no there's you know, there's good good ones. I think there's some really good ones. Oh yeah, there's no reason a female could be a good referee. <laughs> you know, I, mean. I did a game football game the other day, and you know, sometimes in these high school games, you end up with officials that are, you know, they're kind of overweight a little bit. Some of them, and they're kind of what overweight. And, oh. and the one of the guy, the umpire, the guy that places the ball down on the field, it, uh, he was. Did he have to drop it and move it with his foot. He did. That's exactly <laughs> oh, how he did lying. it. No, you're lying. he'd get down close, about a foot from the ground, then he would drop it. And he would take his feet together and move it where it needed to be. Well, bless his heart. We need officials. I know. Oh, thank goodness for him. Don't let that keep you from going out there. No, please. I'm thankful he's going out there and doing it. And and uh, I don't get me wrong. I, I understand I not build, bending over. I mean, when I drop stuff now, it really makes me mad. You got to catch your because I got to go. I got to bend over and get it. <laughs> and especially a little piece of paper. Balls. I can't hardly reach it. It's a sad state of affairs. Jan, Jan get in here. I dropped some. I can't pick it up. All right. It's not a falling it can't get up. Hey, we're going to have a guest when we come back. Yeah, Tim Siegel's going to be on with us. Tim Siegel. Yeah. Look forward I didn't to give you his number yet because you didn't let right me. Right after this. All right. Sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Bedford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. A lot of people may think, why don't they say New Deal Lubbock? Because we got a tower, I think, out in New Deal, so we have to say New Deal Lubbock. I think I've, that's the reason. I've never it, even heard it. Yeah, they say New Deal Lubbock. Huh. Yeah, you ought to listen to the show. It's really good. You should. J&W Surfaces, Lentco Distributors. They're in Midland. Where are they? Who are the guys there? Tell me their names. Scott Blakely. Yep, Scott Blakely. Littlefield boy. Big Littlefield ball. legend. He's a, really called the Littlefield legend. He's he is? a great football player. Yeah, is that what and he his calls dad was. Does he call himself that? He's the only one that calls himself that. Okay. But, Walton. But, yeah, he's there. Brent Beck's there. He's Brent the owner. <laughs> he's kind of a big deal. They're all Red Raiders, y'all. We've been saying this for a while. We need to go down and have lunch with yeah, those guys. Yeah, we do. We had so much fun when we go see them. Yeah. But uh, the Red Raiders, it has to do with the with the wellhead. They're the name. But, I, you know, I can't even think of what they can't help you with in the oil field business. They, it's a great operation. They have there in Midland, and uh, they'd love to help you. J&W Services, Linko Distributors, and McGavick Nissan and Infinity of Lubbock. And let me just say thank you to Brent McGavick for his great support of our local high school teams. They do such a great job in Texas Tech, and, you know, they're just they're, that's what you get with local people. They take care of us. And uh, anyway, and we appreciate Brent McGavick and Everything they do, McGavick Nissan, they're one of the top Nissan dealers in the country. They take care of their customers. And, of course, Infinity of Lubbock, right there around the corner on Spur 327. All right, let's call Coach Siegel because he just texted me and said, are you calling? You got him? Okay. It's an 806 number, so hopefully it yeah, works. I think we got him. All right, Coach Siegel, are you there? Hey, Coach. Hi, how are y'all doing? Good, man. You're Good. in New Orleans, aren't you? I sure am. This is uh... – my annual trip with the with the girls uh where we actually went to the pelican celtics game last night and tomorrow we'll be seeing the uh saints and the rams and then in just a few minutes i'm taking kate and ellie to the practice we get to go to the practice oh, be right there on wow. the field before the game the saints have, have always taken good care of us uh certainly when when luke was always there they uh they were wonderful and Demario Davis, actually, who's the linebacker for the Saints, who came to Lubbock in May. Yeah, he. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him. He wrote the forward to my new book. So, we, despite the three and seven record and the awful team that the Saints are, we're still a, we're still big fans. We can't wait for the game tomorrow. <laughs> well, they're yeah, playing the great. Rams. That's a plus, isn't it? Well, I'm not sure if anything's a plus against <laughs> us, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, who's the quarterback now for the Saints? It's still Andy Dalton. Yeah, and Drew Brees is, of course, y'all's dear friend, and has been so y'all been so close for so many years. Kind of wish he was still quarterbacking, don't you? You know, my girls are such big fans, and I, I just want—I think they understand how spoiled we were to have Drew. Um, we 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 are we are in bad shape, but uh, you know, we go through cycles, and and they were blessed to have great teams for so long, and now we're in a little bit of a dry spell, but. Uh, 
you know, where we still have the the, uh, the, the Chiefs, of course, with Mahomes, and then what Cliff is doing for us, uh, donating money, $5,000 for every victory that the Cardinals have. So we're we're huge Cardinals cool. fans as well. So um, we're just sports fans over here in the Seagull House. Man, there ain't no doubt about that. We had Coach Stone on a little earlier today talking about the World Cup and and oh, yes. friendship football, but y'all were dear friends. You know, y'all had a real camaraderie out there at Tech, and I, I, I wish you were there with Coach McGuire because y- y'all would – you talk about two peas in a pod and hitting it off. Don't you love this well, guy? Oh, my gosh, yes. And, and you know, he he is so wonderful and so genuine. If there was 100 people at a store, he would talk to all 100 of them. Um, you know, we keep in touch. I send him a text. You know, always I go to practice, try to go to practice once a week. And, and I'll never forget what he did uh, to, to have someone wear the number three based on whether they were the yeah. toughest player, the hardest worker, and, and Kobe Miner is wearing that number three. So, you know, whenever I see him on the field, uh, it, it makes me think of Luke, which, of course, every second of every day I do. But it's special for a lot of people that, uh, that are there watching him play. It really oh, is. Special. It is. You know, I'm looking at the cover of your book, Fight Like Luke, and it's out. And I think you can get it at Walmart. Is there several places around you can get it? Right and, now, um, we can, you can get it at Barnes & Noble in Lubbock. And, okay. and it'll be um, at on Barnes & Noble online and Amazon online uh, beginning December 3rd. But then our website, um, we are also selling the book. So, you know, I'm um, – it's hard to say I'm excited about it because obviously we know what it's about. Yeah. You know, it's basically a year in the life of a father who has gone through the unthinkable, you know, the losing my son. Um, but it's, you know, it, it says fight like Luke, but, but underneath transforming grief into love, strength, and faith. And, you know, those three matter a lot. And, and we, I talk about that in the book and, um, you know, I spent, I looked at this, the idea of writing this book, this is my second book, but I, I wrote the first one in maybe four or five months. And then this past December, I had it in my mind that I was going to write a book and I, I struggled until about April. And then once I put pen to paper, I wrote every day for two and a half months and finished it very quickly. Um, but it's a, uh, it's obviously a heartfelt book, but I hope that it is a book that um, can can give hope and can uplift people because you know when you talk about grief, the loss of a child, a spouse, mm. uh, a friend, but also just of a job or a relationship. So there's a lot of ways people obviously deal with things that people deal with grief, and um, you know I'm just doing all that I can every day to to keep Luke's legacy alive, and this is certainly one way. I can't imagine anybody have done more than you have, Tim. It's been amazing to watch, and we've watched a lot of it from afar. Some of it we've seen up pretty close, but uh, we've watched you and the strength that you have just shown, and, and Jenny, I know, and your whole family. This has been amazing, uh, This th- what y'all have done, to keep the li- wow. Luke's life, al- really his impact. And uh, at the top, you didn't read this part, at the very top of the book of the cover, it says, Rest in peace, Luke. The impact you made in my life will never be forgotten. Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick is certainly such a supporter of ours because of, you know, wearing the team, the culture of bracelet on his right wrist. And, yeah. You know, I can go on and on about athletes, and, and but it's really the community in Lubbock and really nationwide. Um, you know, I, I, the interesting thing about what I do for a living is that I don't, I couldn't do any other job. I have to team Luke Culfer Minds to support children after brain injury is all I can ever do for the rest of my life. But at the same time, because of my job, all I talk about with my staff and with families, you know, are brain injuries. And yeah. so it does, it's, it's a, one of those back and forth things, but you know, just last weekend I was in Austin for our pediatric brain injury conference and we had 70 families from 16 states and you know when you when you talk to these families um and and know their stories it certainly takes me back to what happened to luke but i also know this that if luke didn't have his injury then there would be no team luke for minds and we wouldn't have helped 500 families and given out over six hundred thousand dollars just this year i have to remind myself that you know it's easy from for you even and i appreciate you saying it but Sometimes I feel like I'm the weakest person around because I struggle every night, uh, all day, thinking about Luke. Because even even this game tomorrow, I'm going to the to a Saints game 
without my son. Mm-hmm. And um, that's that's not going to be easy. And and I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll be seeing plenty of dads holding hands with their son, finding their seats. Well, that that was us. Um, so the triggers are there. But I also know that my my girls um, give me joy. My grandsons give me joy. And, and then helping others is really um, really what I want to do for the rest of my life. And I know that Team Lico for Minds is, is, is much needed all over the country. You know, Tim, I think that, you know, Gary and I sitting here and we, we don't realize there's so many out there, aren't there? And sure are. And there are a bunch of people an and need help. Yeah, sorry, David. We're, we're getting an application almost every single day. Um, golf cart accidents, certainly ATV accidents, but the ones uh. we see a lot, of course, car accidents. And then the one that really breaks my heart because it's the most common is non-fatal drownings and, and certainly in the mm. summertime, but it's, it's throughout. And uh, just last week when I was in Austin, there were three families that, that their child had a non-fatal drowning. And, and uh, it, it's so heartbreaking and gut-wrenching. But the biggest thing is that these families, including myself, were told what our child was not going to do. Um, but I'm here to say that the brain heals and I think it heals not only with therapies, but it's really love first. And I think that, you know, what I try to um, convey to parents is that both parents are so important in the healing process. I, I, I never talked about Luke. I talked to Luke. And I was always, always believed that Luke understood me. And it wasn't until that, that first moment when I said, Luke, move your tongue if you think mm-hmm. the Saints are going to win. And when he moved his tongue... Then I said, oh, my gosh, mm. now we're on to something. And I, I always believed that Luke was going to speak because the only dreams I ever had was that Luke was speaking in the kitchen, and I was so ecstatic. I was running around the house. So I just had this premonition that he was going to speak. And you know, and now I guess what we could say is he's speaking through me. When I look this, this week alone, I was at Ropes FCA and spoke there. Good. And then a few days ago, I went to the Lubbock Christian uh, university athletic department has spoken in front of 350 athletes. And, um, you know, those are the moments that I really, I really know that I'm making a difference because when you have an athlete or a middle school kid come up to you with tears in his eyes or, or just hearing stories, mm-hmm. um, from them, it, it just, it, it warms my heart. Um, and I always talk about three words, you know, Luke's favorite number is three. And I always think about three words and those words are fight like Luke. And uh, That's a great... I have to remind myself, you know. Did you meet, uh, is it Callie Ketcherside at Ropes? She was oh, in the well, car I... accident. Oh, sure. I've been I've been in touch with the family. Good. I went to visit the family in Houston when they were in the hospital. Good. I visited them in their house, and Callie and her brothers were at FCA. And so Sweet I, girl. I keep in touch with the family. Yeah, as a matter of fact, Keela, uh, Callie's mom, will be speaking at my next event, December 3rd. We have an, an event um, at the English Newsom Winery. So we're... Uh, we're constantly having, you're doing events. We are uh, trying to raise money and raise awareness every single day. You know, I used to, I used to feel so much pressure to beat Texas and Baylor and A&M and all those schools <laughs> in tennis. And now I feel 10 times the pressure to raise money so that I don't have to tell a family no. And, and yeah. right now we have $130,000 on a waiting list. So we haven't told anybody no. We just we've kind of told them to hold on. Um, and so we're working on continuing to raise money and, and uh, so that we can help as many people as we can. Hey, Coach, that December 3rd event, is that something that the public's welcome at? Or is it a private event? Uh, tell us well, a little more about it. Well, unfortunately, we just, I think, matter of fact, I believe we have one table left. So if you two guys oh. want to <laughs> join in, we, we'd love to have you. But um, it's, just, it's a much smaller event. Um, our big event um, is in the spring, and um, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'll go ahead and just get the cat out in the bag. I'm cautiously, cautiously optimistic that uh, – some guy from uh, the Kansas City Chiefs will be uh, joining us. <laughs> That'll be so that good. Be a, that'll be a special, special oh. time. Patrick and I keep in touch quite a bit, and um, Drew Brees. I just saw him not too long ago, and you know, just these guys, the tennis world. I I, I text back and forth with, with Andre Agassi quite a lot. So these guys were so touched by by Luke and and by our story, and and they mean so much to us. Yeah. Well, it's boy, you just love to see people rally and pull together, and and that's what's happening. And you've been a you and Luke have been the, a big force in making that happen. I know you didn't want to do this, but you've really turned in this great. You're helping so many people, 
that are struggling with grief and the fact you know that you've been there coach you and your family have been there and uh, right. you know what they're going through and it's you know i don't think there's anything hardly worse in the world i can imagine than what mm-hmm. y'all been through well uh, and you know I, I have three just incredible daughters um you do and when i when i finally had that little boy i thought okay and people would make fun of me well he, he won't love sports well he he loved sports more than any little young child could and he loved to be around me when I was coaching. He loved to follow the Saints and the Texas Rangers and the Red Raiders um, and was the sweetest, kindest, most giving. One thing that I wrote in my book, a quick little story for you, is that Luke's third grade teacher, his last year in school, um, called me up, Mrs. Carol Julian, a wonderful teacher. And she said, hey, listen, um, I need to come over and share something with you. This was after Luke's accident. And she had me read a letter. And the letter said, um, I'm paraphrasing, but it basically said, Dear Mrs. Julian, I'm so sorry for the, for the way I behaved. Um, I will never act like this again. Um, I apologize. Mm. And I said, my goodness, what did Luke do? And she said, nothing. He just, he <laughs> wanted the class to be able to be at recess. So he took the fall. And I mean, this is a nine-year-old. And that's oh just gosh. who he was. And um you know, so I, I'm just, I'll be honest with you guys. I am, as I mention his name, my stomach is hurting. It literally hurts. Mm-hmm. I still can't believe that my little boy is not here with us um, mm. tomorrow. Um, actually, what is today? Today's the 19th? Yes. Yep. It's actually 15 months to the day that Luke passed. And uh, I struggle mm. mightily, but I also know that uh, giving hope, um, to others is, is helping me. And, and, uh, I, I'm Luke is in my heart. And every time I talk to people, uh, I think I've been over 6,000 people I've been in front of this year. I think there's a, a little piece of, of, uh, Luke and everyone else's heart as well. There's no question, coach, no question. And just thank you for what you're doing. It's Thanksgiving season. And I got to tell you that uh, we're thankful for you and, and Jenny and the family and the girls and, for the for the message that you're you're bringing to people and the the hope that you're bringing people, and, you know, hope even in through grief and and uh, you know, I, of course I believe and I know you do too that one day you and Luke will be re- reunited, and I yes, know. And I, I I I spend so much time thinking about where he isn't, you know, and yeah. um, but I know he's he's with me and he'll be with me going to see Demario Davis and. There, there you the go. And, you That's... know, and uh, but uh, want to remind everyone that December tenth, um, on Saturday, December tenth, I'll be at Barnes and Noble uh, doing a book signing. Good, oh, good. And then December December fourth, I will be at Turning Point Community Church, where I go to church, and we'll be doing a book signing there as well. Good. Well, Coach, thank you for doing this. Okay. It's so, so important. Everybody get the book. All right, Coach. Coach thank Tim so Siegel. Appreciate you. And he is. Uh, well, you, you hit it on the head. There's not hardly oh. – I can't think of anything worse. I can't either. You know, if you, if you lose a child, you, you lose a child. But, but the years that they had with Luke, well, that's uh, just – Gary and I went up there when he was – right after it happened. Like the next night or – And, and Tim day. was – and all Tim kept saying over and over again was, Lord, just give us – give him a chance. Yeah. Give him a chance. Mm. Anyway, we'll all be right. right back right after this. You've been listening to the Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live Saturday mornings from 9 to noon on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app.